I see your cursor in there. I see you clicking around, trying to slip something in. All I did was deselect your selection or deselected some selection. Hmm. I have I have questions. Hmm. I have a question, a single question. Hmm. About your uh, your addition to the document. You snuck something in. I always got to watch the document to make sure you don't sneak something in. That's what I do. I get in there, get in there and slip it in. Mm-hmm. This is very confusing. We have several things we want to talk about that are kind of related, and it's very confusing. What's your question? You added in bold text in front of uh, the first thing that we're going to talk about. Bonus topic, colon. Yeah, I did I, I did that. Why did you do that? Why did I do? Why, why do you care what I do? I, I know I what that was you gonna do. Be our, I thought that was going to be our challenge this week. I said, why, why is it a bonus? Hmm. Like, what, bonus means, like, extra. Like, why is that a bonus? I'll fix it. Why is it bold? Well, why is anything bold? Why bonus, do you capture bonus, bonus sleep? No. 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 I, could, see, I, I couldn't even nap today. I had a pizzizz, and I was, I was so upset about the way that you treat me about my naps that I couldn't even take a nap. Mm, what, what's a pizzizz? Oh, it's a really, uh, it's a good app for taking a nap. App mm, nap. Oh, yeah, I think, I, this sounds familiar. I think I, you had talked about this in the past. Remind me again what it is. Oh, it's really cool. And I, I think they may have un, unscrewed it. Like it used to be you bought this app called Paziz. Mm-hmm. And the main thing with Paziz is you would say, I want to take a nap that is this long. And it plays you, it used to be pretty straightforward. It would just play you like quiet music and you could have like a walking you through relaxation kind of narration. And then there was lots of sliders for like the big one is obviously like, you know, how long do you want this to be? Do you want like a, a really persistent alarm at the end? Do you, uh, then cool stuff. Like what's the mix of narration to music that you want? You pick different things. And then you could also roll your own where you say like, okay, I have this 80 minute nap that I like with these settings, save that and export it as an MP3. And then I, I thought at some point they went subscription in a way that kind of made it not fun. And then I popped it open today and it, all the, sliders were there maybe i'm subscribed and don't know it but it's a really good way to say like i want to be because I, I think one of the difficulties of taking a nap apart from all the social pressures is that it's it's i think many people don't have the confidence to say like you know to, to take a nap and be good at taking a nap you have to be able to unhook really quickly and relax like relax like let it go and i think people worry about that so they set an alarm and then they fret and they keep looking at the alarm with mm-hmm. this you know like you're only gonna sleep for this long also, I changed the voice to an English lady, which is nice. But I was so upset because you're always you're always castigating me. You know, mm, this reminds me of like, you talked about something similar on a recent. Oh, what was it? It was on Dude by Friday. You were talking about that like uh, motivational uh, cassette tape you remember from your youth. What was that mm-hmm. one? Uh, it's called uh, Self Confidence uh, by Potentials Unlimited. Oh yeah, it was like a like a self hypnosis thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. So th- it, th- it occurs to me that this and things like Pizzizz and other other things like that. Like why why I don't use those mm-hmm. and I don't know I I think maybe I don't know maybe you tell me if you experience this right so th- things like that things like a tape where someone a tape you know <laughs> an audio yeah, yeah. thing where someone talks to you even if it's just audiobooks or a thing that you listen to repeatedly as a form of relaxation this thing like bizzes anything even something as simple as like uh, ocean noises or other sorts of audio things that are sort of ambient that uh, to use them like in the intended way, you would probably end up listening to them a lot, right? So, you know, whatever it is, I turn on the ocean machine, as they say in the REM song, 
to help me get to sleep, or I listen to Paziz, or I do this uh, silly hypnosis tape, even though it's a bunch of BS, just because it's I find it relaxing, right? Like the stuff you talked about. Yeah. And every time I th- I hear uh, you talking about using those types of things, I think about why I don't, and it it's because is it because of we, headphones? We, no, we talked about this a little bit on ATP, like a, in a joking way of like, if you pick one of your favorite songs as your alarm clock, you will come to hate it because yeah. you will associate it with uh with waking up yeah with eventually it becomes a source of dread or alarm yeah and obviously that's the opposite of what you're going for with like oh i listen to this thing that helps me relax to help me take a nap or whatever or the possessed thing of like letting me not worry about the nap parameters and fret about that because i've got a nap taking care of it or the ocean noises it just like helps me you know block out the sound of the streetcar or whatever it happens to be and it's related i think to something we talked about in past shows where people who have a television on all day Mm -hmm. i don't want any audio going into my head that's sort of in any way uh, repetitive or like not not of my choosing getting back to our very old conversation about are you an active music listener versus a a passive music listener and that entire category of things audiobooks white noise machines uh you know self-hypnosis tapes uh anything like that that might be sort of playing at me when i'm not actively listening to it just makes me very uncomfortable because i don't like the idea the thing that you are doing on do by friday being like oh I, I know this tape so well it's like the back of my hand it's it's comfortable i can recite it it's like you know it's a it's a it's a part of me now and i don't want any of these audio things to be a part of me i still have bad flashbacks to the radio stations they would play at my first job in retail because you'd hear the same songs over and over again and even those songs i find like triggering to me oh yeah that 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 i get that i get where you're like a like me and me and Pretzel Logic by Steely Dan, which is an album that I love, or The Long Run by the Eagles, like whatever Randy the manager would put on at closing time at our restaurant. Can't escape it. Yeah. And that make that that makes sense from like uh because these jobs are usually bad and they're not fun and you have bad memories for them. But even things like uh the relaxing things, like I just just the idea of a, of an audio that I would listen to to help me go to sleep, or even if it's not repeated, even if it's just like, oh, I listened to this podcast to help me drift off to sleep. I find it incredibly unnerving and invasive. The idea mm-hmm. that audio would be entering into my head and like it makes me it makes me more tense. Like the idea that it would it would enter into there and would kind of get wedged in there and that it would it would recall itself unbidden. Unlike the, you know, the good version of that, which is like, oh, a song that I like that I choose to listen to sometimes, I can recall in my head and play for myself. It's it's so much different. So when you when you talk about like Paziz, how these, you know, are having having a sort of ambient audio, I find it like ups, not upsetting, but like I, I get tense just listening. It doesn't, to it. It doesn't have the intended effect for you. Yeah. And I obviously again what you're using it for the exact opposite of like it chills me out, right? So but but then I hear about you being chilled out, but I'm like, but can I like I it's like, can you imagine having that audio? I have the same kind of a little bit this is traumatic too, but like uh, the white noise type things you play for babies to make them go to sleep. Yeah. I never want to hear those again. But that's obviously a traumatic experience for, for all involved, really. <laughs> My goodness. This is a big deal for you. I, I got a, I got innumerable angles on this. Uh, the first one that's worth saying, and I don't say this in a mean way, but it sounds like this is really just kind of not for you. Although I think it's interesting to know why. Uh, other things. I want a clarification I probably made on Dubai Friday that I would like to make here. And this is just me speaking for myself. You know, you do you, listener. But I, I think it's valuable, it's valuable practically and philosophically for me to distinguish between things like, uh, well, here's an array. Um, uh, the classic one, I think, is 
am I, am I listening to this audio to meditate? Am I listening to this to relax? Am I listening to this to do whatever counts as self-hypnosis? Because, I mean, I think you do yourself a disservice if you think listening to audio is meditation. Because meditation, at least the way I understand it or have practiced it, is not a thing that's there to make you comfortable. It's not a thing that's there to relax you. You have to learn how to relax yourself, but relaxation is not the goal of meditation any more than like Satori Nirvana breakthrough is. It's a thing you do because you do. It's the brushing teeth of of like mental hygiene. And I think it's I think it's valuable. And I, I'm not I don't I'm not saying that just to be pedantic, although that's part of it, but I mean, things like, like, I like headspace. I think headspace is really good. I just, I would not personally call that meditation. I would call that relaxation. Meditation is something you practice because it makes you get good at something that's extremely difficult rather than being something that you do to unwind. And like I say, if you, if that works for you, that's good. But I would not, I certainly would not go to John Kabat-Zinn and call that meditation, nor, you know, any, anybody who practices meditation for 20 years. But with that said, I, I think we're on the same wavelength with one thing, which is, you know, like when I was a kid, that was a side of Sesame Street. Where like when it was my nap time, when I was four or five, four probably, whenever it had to have been when Sesame Street was around. So I was fairly young, but you know, I don't think I would have been taking naps when I was five. No. But anyway, my mom would put on that cassette and, you know, I knew that by heart and it helped me fall asleep in that repetition. That didn't, that doesn't bother me at all for my kid that was Prisoner of Azkaban you know, all those kinds of things can be very comforting, but beyond comforting, they're so familiar. And I think this is the hook for me with that quote unquote self-hypnosis stuff, with any of this stuff. Taking a nap is a habit that must be practiced. You will not, you will not be, unless you're very unusual in America today, you will not be great at napping the first time you try it. It's something you've got to really do. you got to try and part of that is, if there is something in my case that helps me fall asleep, and it, you know, maybe even the first, second, third time it's helpful, by the 10th time it's very helpful because first of all, I have built a habit, but that habit is, is predicated on, I've had success with this. It's almost like you know, your, your lucky hat before you do the heist or the bagman work or whatever. Like I'm, You could consider it superstition, but I think it's part of that practice. So the practice of meditation, which is about something very different from relaxation. Well, this, this is pure relaxation. It's purely practical. I want to hit reset. I want to drop the spoon. I want to basically disconnect from the world for a little while. And when I wake up, I, I know I will feel better because I practiced that. And for me, that's where that audio becomes useful. And final thing for now, um, also, there are just times where I really need to concentrate. And I guess like a lot of people or some people, there's certain kinds of things that are just my go-to play on repeat for when I need to concentrate. So for me, that could be 1-1 one, one by Brian Eno. It could be um, Only Shallow by My Bloody Valentine, Born Slippy um, by Underworld. There's certain kinds of things where when I just need to hunker down, it could be, uh, you know, um, Everlong by Foo Fighters. But certain things where I, I, I know that when I put this on, I go into a certain mode of concentrating. So I, I think you have to find what works for you. But in your case, it sounds like your brain perceives that as almost like an attack. And if you're dreading the idea that you're going to have sitting still by REM in your head because you used to use it to fall asleep, well, don't ruin that wonderful song with that. So uh, refresh my memory when we discussed like the 
the household where the television is always on. You were on the same side as me, right? And that you that's not what you prefer? Like just ambient television on in the house all day? Um, I mean, for me, usually no. There's usually at some point after I've done podcast recording and I'm, you know, doing post-podcast things, pre-podcast things, or projects stuff where like I'll just put on MSNBC and it just kind of plays or CNN or something like that. But no, I, I consider it very aggressive. And I'm going to be a little mean here. I think part of it is that older people really like the TV on. And I think they like the TV on really loud. And I don't like being in a house. And there's just something about certain environments where like you go somewhere for Thanksgiving or Christmas and they just have the TV on whatever, like cable, like, 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 you know, like, like TBS or something. So it's like just some movie with so many commercials and then it's on really loud. That agitates me. I don't like that. Uh, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a fan of just the, the TV being on. Increasingly, I don't even listen to the radio like that anymore. That's the um, next thing I was going to bring up, like, because that's, in theory, that, that used that to be my the... MO in the 90s when I moved to a town with two NPR stations. We had, Tallahassee had a classical and a news station, and I would just from, you know, f- f- all day long, I would have NPR or the college rock station on, like, all day long, you know, at a reasonable volume. Yeah, that, your feelings about the television match mine, and if you can imagine that your feelings about the loud television all the time, that, I feel like that's how I th- feel about any kind of audio like ambient audio even of my choosing even if this is supposed to make me relax anything like that uh same deal with like the people who go to like a coffee shop to to get work done i mean that that is uh against my nature on multiple levels but one of them is just the sort of the ambient noise of people like the you know the, this, people have recordings of that noise the same way you have like thunder sounds and- yeah absolutely there's a website there for a while there's a website where you could just have like coffee shop ambiance right and and it, I, that some people find that relaxing for me it's the opposite i, I feels to me exactly the way that you uh, describe the feeling of the loud television that's on all day and i don't i don't know what it is like it doesn't it doesn't occur to me that this is this is not a secret weird thing but it doesn't occur to me that this is a, this is a way i'm unlike people obviously i know that the people who like to walk in coffee, coffee shops and people who don't but then but then as you were talking about more about this audio i was realizing i dread all forms of non-voluntary like sort of ambient audio um but you're basically roderick usher there's so many things where you're sensitive to certain kinds of tastes or certain kinds like you're you're sensitive visually to like how is it that you are so uncannily able to notice um defects or or dents or scratches or all those other things that nobody cares about until you are a monster and point out to them you're very sensitive to a lot you are like it's like the fall of the house of syracusa like there's a lot of stuff that makes you agitated like that. Also, I have ADHD. And one one thing for a lot of people with ADHD, not everybody, uh, but a lot of people with ADHD, is that you have to have a certain level of stimulation. It helps to have a certain level of certain kinds of stimulation in order to get focused. And you know, say what you will about that. Is that healthy? Is it wholesome? I don't know. But I know it's true. And I think when some people like to go to a coffee shop, well, first of all, they don't feel lonely. They're, they're alone in a crowd, but at least they're in a crowd. But also that, that kind of coffee shop ambiance, which may not be your thing, is I think some people's thing because maybe they're lonely and have ADHD. And that, that gives them enough stimulation that they, the part of, I think what happens is it's like, you know how sometimes, I know developers can be like this. You like to bounce a ball against the wall or squeeze a toy or have some kind of like 
you know, nervous fidget thing to play with because it helps you think, maybe helps you rubber duck a little bit. And I think for some kinds of people, your one's mind needs a certain kind of stimulation in order to not go driving off the road in some way. Does it, does that make sense? Yeah. Like you're, you're highlighting kind of the danger of trying to assess what constitutes neurotypical when you're friends with a bunch of software developers and podcasters in tech nerd circles. Cause I, I mean, on this, on this front, I think you are more typical than I am in but my aversion to this, I think is not common. I more often hear the idea that people do like a little bit of sort of ambient background noise to sort of get work done, but not, not necessarily going to a coffee shop. But like, I, I, what I'm saying is I don't think everyone who goes to a coffee shop to work has ADHD, right? And so now I'm trying to assess like, okay, but you're, but the circles you well, travel just an, in. The it was just an you, example of something where like, I can just say for myself that I, there's certain kinds of stimulation that like I need to get rid of because it's incredibly distracting. Well, I mean, like sounds aren't just sounds. The sound of somebody chewing is very mm. different from the sound of somebody, you know, making espresso. Those are like pretty different kinds of things. And like, there are some things I will just lose my mind if I hear that sound too much. Like right now, there's someone over my head doing what I would call practicing hammer. And it's <laughs> it, and it doesn't drive me crazy like it did before I had a kid or when I had a baby, mm -hmm. but it's still like, I'm still like, how long are you planning to make that noise over and over? Or like when they were working on our house and there was like a chop saw or something where just like every few minutes you just hear zhizh, zhizh. And like, but like indiscriminate amounts of time in between. It's like, can you just do all your sawing? Or like, can we just, can you tell us when you're going to be done with that? Because that makes me insane. And that's when I'm bracing and my shoulders are up around my ears because I'm waiting for the next zhuzh. Yeah, that, that makes me think that like, I'm, I'm still trying to figure out what it is that my hang up is specifically. And I think it's, because uh, you're right that having kids makes you, desensitizes you a little bit to certain things like that. Just because. Definitely you know. cry, crying does not bother me anywhere like it used to it makes me sad but right. i don't get mad about it when a baby's crying yeah or, or just like the ability to not pay attention to noises i mean the flip side of that it makes you hyper aware of certain other noises and difficulty sleeping because noise totally yeah but, but you can't was, really unhook because you're like what was that was that the baby right. falling and, out and of i bed? think that's what i was trying to think of like you know well it's not like i want total silence like ambient noises like if i'm in an actual forest or something and there's birds chirping that's not going to bother me at all i think what it, what it is is audio that i'm not actively listening to that has a quality that my brain wants to latch onto it so people speaking a language i can understand mm. right mm. my yeah. brain wants to 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 like despite like, the reason i can't concentrate if the television is on in the room is my brain is constantly uh you know against not against my will but like sort of you know i'm not trying to listen to the tv but my brain will grab it and say I've now understood that sentence and now I'm anticipating what the next sentence would be. And I'm following what the newscaster is saying. And I'm like, no brain, no, we're over here. We're doing this. And the brain's like, no, no, no. I heard something <laughs> that I understand. Same yeah. thing with the song. I know this song. This is a song that I've heard, or this is a thing that I've heard over and over again. And I know what the next part's going to be. And it's like, no, it's like something that grabs my brain, like a, like a hook on a sweater. And I'm just trying to, you know, it's just not, I'm not trying to pay attention to that. If it was, a movie in a foreign language that I couldn't understand or parse, that would probably be more like uh, birds chirping to me because it's like, okay, well, there's noise, mm -hmm. but there's nothing I can latch onto. And even the noisy cafe, if everyone in that cafe is speaking a language I understand, my brain is desperately trying 
as a background job to grab snatches of a conversation. And I'm like, but that's not, you know, I'm trying to concentrate, which is why I feel like. Yeah, to- I feel like that when people were talking at the office where I'm like, I would give anything to not be able to hear what you're saying. <laughs> I'm not interested in what you're saying. And there was one guy, I think I told you about this guy, Jason, I used to work with. Uh, he was such a douche. And he, he had a goatee in the whole nine. And he was just constantly talking to his friends about parties he'd been to on the phone at work. And I, I hated him so much. And, and he was not funny and he regarded himself as funny and he thought he was a ladies man and he was not, but like, I was just, I was like eight, nine feet away from this guy and my, my uh, cube mate who did have legit full on one Cheerio at a time OCD, she would be driven completely up the wall. Whereas I was merely extremely angry. I don't want, I don't, I don't want that hook into me. You know what I mean? I don't want you to have access to my attention like that. Yeah, and I th- I feel like my attention is uniquely vulnerable to to any kind of stimulus that it can react to. So if there's anything going on around me that my brain is would normally be remotely interested in, even if it is, oh well, this is a relaxation tape you've played a thousand times and you know the next part. My brain is there going, oh, I totally know the next part. Oh, here comes this part, and I'm like, stop, brain. We're over here. We're supposed to be writing or doing this thing or even just a simple something as simple as like doing bills or whatever. Like. If I need concentration, I'm not going to say I need silence or I prefer silence, but it's what I prefer is nothing that can grab my brain audio does, does white noise count as that or similar? So you say that reminds you too much of having a baby. But like in our room, we have a um, we have a, a, an air filter that uh, provides a nice level of whitish. It's not too it's not white noise it's, and it's not brown noise, but it's somewhere in that like it takes the edge off like a male voice, like you would not hear, it wouldn't, a male voice, like, uh, I don't say too much, but like, but like we have occasion to sometimes in the middle of the night, there'll be people outside that we can hear. And like, I, I, I like that for the ability for me to sort of cancel it out, like hit escape on that voice. Cause I'm not like trying to hear a two person conversation at four in the morning. Yeah. There's, but you level, don't care for that, right? There's level. Well, there's levels to that. Right. So I, I'm in a house with a white noise lover. Right. Uh, okay. So this is a thing. This is a constant source of, of tension in that I would prefer to, to sleep in a silent house and my wife would prefer to sleep in a house uh, that is essentially the inside of a high performance GPU where they're just fans. Oh, brother, here we go. But, but, but she's the weird one, huh? You with your 16 layers like the princess in the pea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, uh, yeah, but, yeah. So, but you're right that like, all right, so here's the thing. Fans, right? White noise, just actual literal air blowing fans. My wife loves mm-hmm. them so much that even when in the wintertime, she will take a window fan and just run it laying flat on the ground or a fra- oh, flat on top of it. Oh, that's not very Just for the noise, not for the I air know, moving I get it, whatsoever. I get it. Just for the noise. And obviously, when in the, the, the warmer months when the windows are open, it actually goes in the window and, and moves air. And in that type of environment, the, like the white noise that you're talking about, um, like I, I can tolerate it, but I always have this feeling when usually when, you know, she's left or, you know, left the room or we're up or whatever, when that fan gets turned off, I feel like a weight has been lifted off my entire body. I, I you- totally, I, I can, I can totally get that. I mean, the, and one uncontroversial thing I feel like is if there is something that bugs you when it stops, it's amazing. Whereas for her, it might be like, oh, I guess I better go turn the fan back on. Like, for example, last night, I accidentally left the air filter in auto mode, which means it sometimes kicks up to level two or level three because it's monitoring when it needs to kick on. And it did kind of wake me up and bug me a little bit. So, like, even though I like that noise, um, 
I don't like it having a mind of its own. Yeah, and the yeah the delta like the there's a sudden change. Yeah, well that that's what the white noise does though is like I say it takes the edge off from an audio standpoint. Well that's well that's the levels thing right. So I just said what I said about the fan that I feel relief when the fan goes off right. Even even I didn't notice that I was bothered by it. I'm like I'm not bothered by the fan, but you can tell you're bothered because as soon as you turn it off, it's like holy where is this relief coming from? I didn't think I was anxious or feeling anything, but now that I've turned off the fan, I feel a sense of relief. But the yes. level is. When there, we're in a situation where, let's say, people outside making noise, neighbors having a party, people talking, I sleep better if with the fan on in that situation because, mm-hmm. like you said, the fan is keeping the much more desirable to my brain, like English language spoken near you. It's it's blocking that enough that I can't hear that, I can't decipher that, and that allows my brain not to be caught by that. So it's like, well, would mm-hmm. you prefer? no fan but you can hear someone occasionally saying three words that you understand outside no that will keep me awake or wake me up and not let me fall back to sleep despite my best efforts of saying brain you don't care what the people are saying outside go back to sleep at 6 a.m my brain's like no seriously i think i caught two words there right right and so Mm -hmm. then you prefer the fan because then you're like okay well i don't like the fan i find the fan depressive i feel relief when it's turned off but I can still sleep at least because the, my brain hears the fan and goes, well, I'm not going to get anything out of that. It's the fan and it bothers me and it makes me a little bit tense. Well, and then it makes, but, exactly, because I feel like this is a little bit of my, that thing I call a feeling bad about feeling bad. We're like, if I wake up and now I'm mad. And it's like, oh, now I have an emotion that I'm experiencing in the middle of the night and I would prefer not to have that. Yeah, you don't get mad about it, but but I am, but it is frustrating that my, that my brain has a mind of its own. And it's like, well, <laughs> I guess I'm awake now. And, 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 and just, you know, despite my best efforts, I can't actually go back to sleep because, and, and, you know, it's like, like you were just saying, sometimes once your brain gets going, then it's like, oh, and by the way, did you know what you have to do today? And it's like, all right, all right. Well, that's, I guess we're yeah. off to the races. Then. Now, now you're off to monkey mind. <laughs> I, I feel nearly certain that you have heard this, but I'm going to ask you to listen to this. I will cut this audio uh, out so Jim can hear it. Uh, I know you know about this, but I think our listeners may find this interesting. Oh, first of all, so get ready to play that and we'll do a three, two, one go. Um, the other thing is, I just want to say in passing in terms of like secret weird things people feel, um, I have a strange habit, which is, I have to say, I mean, maybe one reason I'm so, uh, sober about the idea of meditation is that meditating, like really doing official sitting on the cushion, meditating, meditating, breathing exercises, all the things that are supposed to make people relax have the opposite effect on me. And I'm pretty sure I know exactly why. I don't do meditation or breathing exercises as a practice every day. You know, when I, you know, when I do those things, when I'm stressed out, when I'm having something close to a panic attack. And so I think my brain associates those things. I, I could be better about this by doing it more often. How long are you going to hammer? <laughs> um, but the problem is I, the, the a deep breathing exercise makes me anxious. I think my heart goes up because I associate it with, well, my heart goes up when I do this. You know what I mean? If I did it when I was, it's sort of like we've been trying to get our kid to be better about taking pills. And the thing I said, I said, I don't have any scientific basis for this, but I think we need to not try to jam Tylenol into her face when she feels like crap. I think we need to practice low stakes. You got some sugar pills. Yeah, or like a Tic Tac or something, but like practice that when she's feeling good rather than it being associated with, well, when I get sick and I tell my parents, they they shove Tylenol in my face. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. So uh, I'll tell you, I, I want to mention, I mentioned this on Dubai Friday, but I want to mention it here because this is one of my absolute go-tos, goes to, uh, considered harmful. Click that link and mm-hmm. we'll do a three, two, one, go. Is it supposed to be starting somewhere in the middle? 
Yeah, yeah. So okay. what I just sent you is, uh, I was so happy to have found this. I'll put it in notes. It's uh, five hours of the shipping forecast, which is a, uh, long story short, it's it's on the it's BBC. Like rock band. BBC Four, they do weather forecasts for basically all of these different areas. You can see on this cool map, all these different areas of the, the water around the UK. But it also covers things like uh, boats. Uh, it could be attended or unattended weather stations. And it, it's actually, to me, incredibly fascinating why this is the way that it is. And you've heard about the shipping forecast, whether or not you know you've heard about the shipping forecast, because it's been included in songs by Radiohead. Pretty positive, Falling Slowly by uh, Glenn Hansard is uh, the title comes from the shipping forecast. But basically, it originally started as some kind of a technical constraint of like, in this incredibly economical language, you have to be able, you have to say, like the, the weather conditions, stuff like weather conditions, including um, like, what, what, is, what is the wind? When is it changing? What time is it changing? What's the temperature? All these different things. And so every single word in these forecasts, uh, as they say, every word tells, each one means something. When they say slowly at first, like that is meaningful. Like that sounds like just fancy English talking to us, but each one of those means something. That means that in the, for example, like in the next six hours, the conditions will change from this to that. And because they speak in this relatively insane patois, you know it as English words, but it's practically gibberish, but it is with a wonderful, the one I just sent you is my favorite. Um, And I listen to this at least three times a week as I'm going to sleep with a one hour timer. And that completes the shipping bulletin. Thank you for your company this evening. This is Tom Sanders wishing you a safe and peaceful night. Good night. This is BBC Radio 4. Now it's time for the shipping forecast issued by the Met Office on behalf of the Maritime and Coast Guard Agency at 0015 on Saturday the 12th of August. There are warnings of gales in Trafalgar. The general synopsis at 1800. High, 200 miles west of Fitzroy, 1,029, slow-moving, declining 1,026 by 1800 on Saturday. Low, Norwegian Sea, 988, moving away northwards. There are warnings of gales in Trafalgar. What a beautiful sense. <laughs> not, so you're not, you're, not not into, like you're not into the shipping forecast? No, I'm also not into this guy's mouth sounds. Oh my God, John. You're worse than the hammer lady. I mean, it seems nice. I like looking at the map with the different names. I'm I very, have it's, I have three books about the shipping forecast. Is that is that the name of a band or a song? What am I remembering from the musical world? You might be thinking of uh, the album uh, British uh, British Sea Power. That one English band. Well, she just keeps hammering. <sighs> Mister Hammerman, stop hitting my ceiling. Um, I don't know. I'm not going to look it up, but it, it could very well be. But I, mm-hmm. I, I think this is in the sweet spot. And it's, I don't know. I don't know. I can see why you wouldn't like it, but. The Shipping News is a 2001 movie. Uh, I can't mm-hmm, figure that mm-hmm. out. I mean, I do, I do like the map. And I like, I'm fascinated by how the the little regions of the sea. Yes. Are, and they go around. Not, they go around and counter, counterclockwise. But they're, so they're not organically shaped like the actual land masses, but it's not they're like also Colorado not exactly or rectangular either, are they? Well, everybody thinks about measuring the coastline, but you know, have you ever thought about measuring the coastline? 
it's not where the land is. It's where the water is. You know what I'm yeah, saying? I mean, they're they're all quadrilaterals, right? But they're mm-hmm. not rectangles. They're not squares. They're not parallelograms. So, if you were John, John, you would love this. It's so sexy and efficient. They go around clockwise. And so mm-hmm. you heard at the top where the guy did the like, here's like the general conditions. And when he says there's warnings of Gales and Trafalgar, that means of all the things we're going to talk about here, that's the thing you need to hear at the top. But then he'll say, you know, he'll go through like, you know, a uh, 40s Viking Cromartie. And if, it, if they all have the same weather report, they all get ganged together. And mm-hmm. it's just, I don't know. I, f- I find it very satisfying. Uh, what else was I going to say? Oh, yeah, falling slowly. So falling slowly, as we were talking about millibars, you know, we'll say falling slow, slowly, rising slowly. You know the song I'm talking about from uh, that movie? You know that movie? I do not. What's that movie I like? The movie I like with the... Uh, like, uh, Once? Once. Once. Is that it? Yep, yep. And he and the lady did that song Falling Slowly, you know, C, go to G, you know, when I'm at the piano. Yeah, no, I haven't seen it. Oh, real? Okay. Oh, I'm going to put that. That's a good challenge. I'm going to put that down. I know, I know of it. Though. Oh, I think it's delightful. And it I makes saw me Sing cry. Street. I feel like I'm. I'm when? I'm, when, uh, did you, when did you see it? Sing Street back when it came out. Oh, I think that's the same director. Yeah, I mean, like, I'm, what I'm saying is I'm, I feel like I've, I've filled in that category. Oh, jeez. Have you seen a movie like this? I still don't know what the shipping news or shipping forecasts or why that's related to music in my head, but there you have it. Yeah. He wore brown shoes, got in trouble. I mean, there probably is a Canadian. I love the kid with the Dracula fangs. It makes me so happy. That's a really good movie. So who directed once? I think it's in it. It might be the guy who did the commitments because did you know Glenn Hansard was in the commitments? I think I've seen that either. Oh, this is John Carney. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. No, John, John Carney didn't do the commitments. Did you ever see that movie? Early nineties movie? The commitments? I know the movie. I haven't seen it, though. Oh, and you don't really know. You're not super familiar with Glenn Hansard, right? Mm-hmm. He, was the, he was the guitar player, I think, in the band. The, like, long, curly-red-haired guy. Very skinny. In Once, you mean? The guy from older. Once. The guy with the beard who's in Once, who was in a band mm-hmm. called The Frames. Mm-hmm. Um, in the early 90s, it was, I want to say Alan Parker, maybe. He was in a movie called The Commitments about the uh, Irish R&B band. And uh, he was very skinny back then. You know what? This is not an interesting fact. Let's move on. This episode of Reconcilable Differences is brought to you in part by Squarespace. You can learn more about Squarespace right now by visiting squarespace.com slash diffs. Listen, I got some things I need to read here that they gave me, but, but the bottom line is this. Why are you not using Squarespace? I mean, if you are, thank you. You're allowed to, 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 to skip this ad if you are currently a Squarespace user. I mean, if you're not, please, please listen. Let's talk about something important. This is a very good website, and I use it all the time. I use it for Roderick on the line been using it for years, and I need you folks to go check it out. I need you to go to squarespace.com slash diffs. I know, I know. You know how to build your uh, your your pearl, you know, from, from source, right? Or, or, or what have you. you, you. You're friends with the camel. I understand. Maybe it's not for you. Maybe it's for somebody you know. It is really a very, very good service. Now I'm going to read this part. And it begins with me saying, make your next move with Squarespace because Squarespace lets you easily create a website for your next idea with a unique domain, award-winning templates, and more. Whatever it is you want to do, or whatever it is your pals need to do, your family, your community, your school, a church, like somebody needs Squarespace in your life. Why are you not telling them about this? Maybe they need to create an online store or a portfolio, a blog. Maybe they want to you know, put up examples of their work or schedule uh, you know, events, promote what they do. It's Squarespace, right? It's, just, it's on the internet. Get Squarespace. It's an all-in-one platform, you guys. Let's you do whatever you need to do. There's nothing to install. It's all on Squarespace. 
No patches to worry about. No upgrades were ever needed. You don't have to worry about any of that. No, no, no. Squarespace has got it covered. They are literally covering you. It's Squarespace. They have award-winning 24 by 7 customer support. If a need for help arises, don't worry. They let you quickly and easily grab a unique domain name. And all of their award-winning templates are beautifully designed by world-class designers for you to show off your great ideas. It's Squarespace. You go and you get it. Like I said, it's it's really good, you guys. You should at least go try it out. Go try it out. It's really good. And, you know, their plans, they start at just $12 per month, which, as I've stipulated, is hardly any money at all. But you can go start a trial right now with no credit card required. You go to squarespace.com slash diffs. That's D-I-F-F-S. Okay? And when you decide to sign up, you use that very special offer code diffs. It's going to get you 10% off your first purchase of a website or a domain, and it will directly support the work of John Craig Syracuse, the one you actually like on this show, which is fine. Go to squarespace.com slash diffs, offer code diffs, for 10% off your first purchase. Get out of the webmaster business, unless that is your business, in which case, thank you for your service. But you got to get hooked up with the Squarespace. It's the best, uh, you know, thanks to Squarespace for supporting Reconcilable Differences and all of Relay FM. Um, yeah, you got to find what works for you. It's really true. But the thing I will stand by for all of these things is what, regardless of what you decide to try, don't count on anything to work the very first time. You do have to like, you have to practice, you have to rehearse and they are different. You, you do have to like practice in order for these things to take. And this actually leads into shockingly, surprisingly, our first little mini topic. Here, I misread is... your text. I'm sorry. Bad on me. Uh, we're going to talk about something else. Oh, but uh, t- John, tell people about the, the the show and the episodes and the and how the bonus challenges. All right, sure. Uh, this is a very special episode of uh, Reconcilable Differences. At least once a month, we have an episode where we have additional content that is only available uh, to uh, members of Relay.fm who help pay for our program with their generous contributions. Listeners like um, you. Yep. In exchange, they get uh, once a month a longer episode. They also get no ads in their episodes. Uh, if you're interested in supporting the show, you can go to relay.fm slash rd slash join or just relay.fm slash rd. Either one of those will work and you can become a member. As, as John Syracuse says, this is the show with Merlin Mann where we talk about our feelings. That's right. And, you, and you'll get access not just to our extra feelings. content and our ad-free fee, but also you get access to all the member specials across the entire Relay.fm network. It's actually a pretty darn good deal. Mm-hmm. So please check it out and support the show. You know, I like, I like the, um, I like what, you know, I like Upgrade in general. I, I, I don't hear it every single, single week, but I, I listen as often as I can. It's one of my Monday afternoon go-tos. And, uh, but shows like that, I really like what they talk about on Upgrade after. It's sort of like, it's like uncut Jason Snell stuff. Like when yeah, you really get people start being polite and start getting real, they start getting real. It's absolutely true. So thank you to people who it helps us a lot um, to make money uh, by you doing that. And uh, and John is right; it is a pretty good deal if you like podcasts. And if you don't like podcasts, you know, listen to the shipping forecast. You're in the wrong place. There are warnings of gales in Trafalgar. So, oh, do you want to tell people what we're talking about? Oh yeah, and so this this week's uh, member special after show in theory, is mm. going to be, the, the topic is listed as retirement geography, which actually means something to me, maybe doesn't mean something to Merlin, but we'll figure it out. That is our bonus after show topic this week. Very uncomfortable talking about retirement, but but I will share with you in that a conversation I had with John Roderick after we stopped recording this week, where I had a, a kind of minor and not very interesting, but somewhat useful breakthrough about retirement. And that'll all be in the after show at the end. So the, the lead in from this uh, mostly unplanned discussion about intrusive audio 
is my topic that my mini topic has been here for a while that's that's entitled take a break exclamation point take a break uh yeah I'll, i'm thinking of actually getting that audio clip because i feel like it has to be in the show what i'm referring to is a oh, song meet me from, going upstate is what you're saying yeah the song mm-hmm. from the musical hamilton uh is the song called take a break yeah i think that's the title of the song right mm, i think anyway, so yeah that's, that's certainly the chorus uh it's where if he, uh, if he had agreed to take a break everything might have been different well yeah you know he, would, he, he ha- might not have gotten with mrs reynolds yeah hamilton's wife is exhorting him to go uh go away with them for the summer to go mm-hmm. upstate uh stay with her father uh he's got to do a bunch of work he's got to get his plan through congress the yada, yada. Mm-hmm. Uh, right and he and she just says why don't you just come with us meaning her and their son uh to spend the summer upstate take a break hey our kid is pretty great run away with us for the summer let's go upstate eliza i've got so much on my plate we can all go stay with my father there's a lake i know I have Hamilton's in my rotation of the music that I listen to when I drive around in the car and everything, right? So it's not surprising that I hear Hamilton. And the reason this came up is I'm a random player. I think we've established that. I do random play and I skip until I get a song that strikes my fancy. So it's mm-hmm. like my own radio station now where I can go next, that next, next. That is very interesting. Yes. Uh, everyone hates it but me. Okay. Um, but this is what I like. So you put on 52nd Street, you, you're going to just you're gonna put on Shuffle? I'm, I'm random play through my whole collection always. Oof. Yeah. Oh, because you're a raider. Yes, okay. right. It's it's a random play among the three stars or greater uh, rated songs. And they all earn it with you, with those stars. You got to earn every star. Right. Um, mm-hmm. And it, interesting part of this is, yes, it's random, but also I am a participant because I will skip if I'm not in the mood to hear that song right now. Yeah. Um, and I found over the past several months that I was not skipping Take a Break more than usual. You know, obviously, like the skipping is like, well, if I've just heard the song yesterday, I'm probably going to skip it, even if I really like it. But it's like, what am I in the mood for? And it's like, if you knew what you're in the mood for, why don't you just play that song? It's like, yeah, but I know I'll know it when I see it. But if I pick it, it's different. You know what I'm saying? I'm like tricking my brain into, you know, no, I don't no, no. want you're, to you're, actually you're pick selling the past the clothes. I, I totally get that. But it's interesting right. because you're introducing randomness, but it's randomness amongst things. You're there's a pretty good chance you might like. Yeah, and what I picked out was, hmm. Why are we not skipping Take a Break? Why is this song resonating? Put it another way. Why is this song resonating with you more than usual? Because of, of my favorite tracks in Hamilton, like this, I like this one. It's in the mix of the tracks that I like, but I wouldn't have rated it, you know, even in my top three or four uh, songs from Hamilton. So why suddenly are you staying on this one? And I realized I'm staying on it not because of uh, the music or the catchy tune or whatever or because I'm having a resurgence of being into Hamilton, but it's literally the lyrics of the song and the concept embodied by, mm-hmm. uh, you know, someone saying, you know, take a break, come away with me for the summer. You could, it would be nice for you to get to go just be at the beach. Right. Or even upstate, which, you know, yeah, I, sure. I turn my nose up at upstate, but I've taken uh, like summer vacations lives. upstate. Upstate is beautiful. I'm yeah. still referring to upstate New York. Um, and so it's doing the same in the song. Just like the city, we all know what they mean by that. They mean New York City and upstate. That means upstate New York. If, you, if you're from New York and have uh, a New York centric view, that's how it all works. I think upstate starts at, I believe it's 126th Street. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's how it works. Um, and 
it was making me think like related to the sort of the audio thing like what does what does relaxation mean to me it means mm -hmm. it means multiple things but it mostly means stripping away of things so obviously stripping away of the person hammering upstairs the conversation of the people outside my house oh, by the way she, she's the she's the one that thought i was some kind of handyman oh, well you know yeah. maybe she needs a handyman <laughs> Oh my God, I should offer my services. That's okay, right. Sorry, yeah, can I not hammer for you? <laughs> Please. <laughs> uh, and Taking a break. And, yeah, and, and the stripping away of things. And what else do you get to strip away? Well, you get to strip away responsibilities. Uh, mm -hmm. You don't like, you don't have to worry about getting your plan through Congress. And also uh, because of the old timey, uh, you know, periodness of Hamilton, the idea that you would take a break for the entire summer not just like in the modern parlance oh i'm taking five days of pto so i can that's, go on that's vacation very, that idea today feels very like european like french people and german people maybe but mm -hmm. like you don't most americans like everybody talks about like how like in august paris is you know like empty because everybody's gone on vacation and then in places like germany you get paid like a huge amount of vacation time in the u.s oh my god imagine how shameful it would be to tell your employer you're gonna just bounce for a month Right. And in the in the olden days, uh, among the privileged set that was uh, less uncommon, it also explains a lot of the ridiculousness of our government schedules because people have to travel by, you know, whatever horse and carriage or train to Washington and, you know, all that stuff. But so all that combined of saying, like, take a break for an entire summer, leave behind the the noise of the, the you know your normal life and the hustle and bustle and also all of your responsibilities and your job and the only thing you'll do for the entire summer is run away with your wife and child to upstate new york and uh and your only job that you have to do when you're there is relax which is a thing that i feel like i excel at because mm -hmm. i love the stripping away of uh, you know uh, irritations, noises, responsibilities, where the only thing that remains is just, you know, you, you have nothing on your calendar today. You do not have any appointments. You, the only thing you have to worry about is rolling out of bed and waking up and enjoying yourself and somehow getting food and entertainment and go back to sleep and then do it all over again. And I realized when, because take a break was a, more appealing to me recently and I was playing it more often, this is like a, a little tell that I am sort of approaching my burnout meter. Uh, you know, I don't know how to analogize this in my head, but like there's the silly expression of burning the candle at both ends, which doesn't right. make much sense because who makes a, a candle with wicks on both That's ends? That's a bad idea. They shouldn't do that. Right. Like how do you even hold that? doesn't make any sense. Um, what, kind of, what kind of candle holder would you get for that? If I you, mean, you, you got that one, around, you, you got that one with like your, a T, right? Your long cat. Yeah, you would have to. It would be like a, would be like a Kylo, 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 Kylo Ren, Kylo Ren saber. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Uh, oh, it just strips yeah. wax all over the place. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> like, wait, where and, is this gloves? <laughs> yeah. And I know this is a well-worn topic when we talk about quarantine and you know, how many times no, have we discussed I, and how many times totally have we talked about like that everyone has their limits and in like in my typical sort of not particularly self-aware about things in the same way that like, I don't notice the fan is bothering me until I turn it off. Yeah. I, if you had asked me like, how are you handling quarantine? It's like, you know, like we've been doing it for a year, hanging in there or whatever. But this is a tell that tells me that like the low level, I can't turn off this fan. I can't turn off quarantine. But the appeal of take a break is a sign to myself that I may be approaching some kind of yeah, limit you're, you're of getting, my You're getting some kind of a signal. And, and, and like you say, dreams may be brain garbage, but our interpretation of dreams is not. 
Mm -hmm. because that tells us something. And again, that's maybe it seemed like a distinction without a difference, but when John Syracuse's brain keeps thinking, take a break, like that's a cry for help, maybe. Not a cry for help, but you know what I mean? Like a way like, hey guys, you know, heads up, you know, like Ultraman, Ultraman's light starts blinking. You're like, well, you know, you really need to wrap this up. And, and I felt a similar thing when I went, I took my summer vacation where we went down to the Cape. It was just my family and we just sort of quarantined with ourselves in a different house. But I always find those type of vacations like extremely relaxing. And in general, my in pre-quarantine times, my yearly Long Island vacation was just such an important, like I always, sometimes I felt like my entire year revolved around that because that was like the escape valve for the whole year. Yeah. And I would go there and just empty my brain and I would like, you know, I would forget my security code at work where I wouldn't even know how to get back into yeah, the building. Yeah, as previously like my... stipulated, you're great at vacation. You have no problem at all going on vacation and like unhooking in a way that I think is frankly, I honestly mean it's like enviable. Having a clutch that lets you get into that and let go of things like that is uh, an amazing skill. It, it's like the uh, the supposed dump valve that airliners have to dump the contents of their bathroom. That's mm-hmm. what I feel like. I go on vacation. I have this giant dump valve and every oh, everything, of... everything looks fine. You go in to spend a penny. You don't notice anything's amiss, but you may not know what's going on down the tubes. Maybe it's time to hit eject. And that that's when that song tells you it's time to uh, eject the poop. Yeah, and and that's that's what I do. Well, that's what I do when I go on vacation as I just dump, right. open the dump valve before I leave and everything falls out. <laughs> like, oh boy <laughs> like and it's it's met and it's measured it's like by like, white castle <laughs> like this is a, this is a, a you know a real thing like that i have come back from vacation and forgotten extremely salient points about my supposed job including like what is the code to get in the door in the front of the building in a place that you've worked for for a decade and that's my sign of a successful vacation because i seriously i just like everything overboard i am forgetting everything i once knew i'm leaving behind all of my responsibilities I'm feeling the relief of turning off the ambient noise of the fan and mm-hmm. I'm going to a place where, where there will be, you know, no loud noises and no garbage trucks and no things talking. And the worst I have to deal with is like loud insects at night, which I find extremely comforting because I don't know what they're saying. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've talked about vacations and vacation results. I'm not doing this to needle you, but I do need a ruling on two parts of this because you do sometimes throw this in my face. You do that. Um, well, here's the easy one. The easy one is, do we have, does it have to be for a, a, a full contiguous month? Oh, no. I mean, no. Because I, not. I, I mean, have like... to be honest with you. I can play in the space with, with like all kinds of speculative situations. But the idea of being away from my quote unquote work and the internet in general for one month, like is very stressful to me as a thought. Mm. And I'm not proud mm. of that. I'm not proud of that, but it would be very difficult for me to go anywhere for a month Who's going to take care of the pets? My mind starts racing and it's the opposite of relaxing. So it doesn't, so what we're saying, it's like some kind of a break. It could even be a long weekend. It doesn't have to be. I, yeah, I, just I, I tend to, to like longer. I mean, I've never taken, I did have my sabbatical, but that was yes, different because yes. I didn't go anywhere. And you still had, you still had John duties at home. I, I yeah, I, I couldn't leave behind everything. Being in a different place is very different because like you're not taking care of your own house, you know, like anyway. Uh, but I could deal with a month. No problem. I could do a month. I could do two months. I could do three months. Like I have no, can, can we keep that? Can we keep that wavy gravy for each of us in our, what we'd want for a break? I'm just saying like, like, I just want to clarify what you're, you, are you asking me? Could I do a Skylar sisters on myself and just bounce for a month? Or like, 
Well, would would you want to? That's not could I do. It's would you. Want, really does that appeal question. to you? Does that is that like a desirable thing? All or the things a thing mean, that like you if I'd done the, an amount of prep that didn't cause stress, would I want to take off with the family for a month and leave behind all your responsibilities? Forget about well, everything. Now, you don't. You never leave behind your responsibilities. You mm, walk away well, from your responsibilities and hope they're being taken care of by other people. But yeah. but. Um, no, I mean, I can play, I can play, I can play in that space. And I do think the fact that that's so difficult for me does make this a perhaps even more interesting thing. Now, the other one, and I, I, I want you to, uh, you gotta be real with me. You, you gave me stick about going to mm-hmm. Washington mm-hmm. during the school year and that's a vacation. And it seems like every mm-hmm. time I have to go do something with some member of the family out of town at my own expense, I, uh, you always consider that a vacation. I push Mm -hmm. back against that because to me, a vacation or a break is like stuff like, I don't have to worry about whether I'm going to get plans foisted on me at some point (laughs) every afternoon, right when my ADHD is flaring. We can all go stay with my father. Oh, it'll be fun. Oh, come on. It'll be fun. We'll all be together. We'll save money. Mm -hmm. We'll all be in the same house. Mm -hmm. I can cook you those vegan dishes I like. Yeah. Um. Throw your glasses right in the garbage. Uh, okay. All right. So, so we can both take this the way that we want, right? Yeah. I mean, I would, I would definitely call these things a vacation. And you mentioned being away from the internet. I didn't specify that. Like, I, I mean, I guess it depends on how, well, how good is the internet. Help. Is it good internet? I mean, I can, I can imagine being away from the internet for a month, but if I had my choice on my take a break, run away with me for the summer, I would also have it. That wouldn't stress you out. How would you know if anything went wrong? That's the whole. I see. This is not. Maybe this is not a healthy philosophy. But the whole. No, 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 no. You, you, you do you. But I mean, like, I, I also just need to push back on the things where I'm like, okay. Yeah. So here's one scenario: is you have an extremely trusted, very cool friend who's just crazy responsible, who let's say <laughs> house sits for you, right? And who's also good enough friends with you to like find out if you just got canceled on Twitter, or you were compromised. Your, your, you know, you got buffer overran or whatever, like somebody who could stand in your stead to be your responsibility sink, pedal. somebody who could be there to go like, oh yeah, the furnace blew up. Or like, you know, like one day, our one morning, I should say, at two in the morning, three in the morning, apparently our water heater got a crack that immediately turned into a surfeit of water that like was drowning out the neighbor's apartment. They were not awake that kind of thing, like that experience, of course, because I have anxiety, I imprinted on that experience. And now when I think about the kind of things that could happen, the other day the ladies took off and they accidentally left the front door unlocked in a way where it was ajar. Mm-hmm. Like one time I went away for the weekend and left the front door not only unlocked, but open. Did I ever tell you that story? I think so, yeah. Our, our house was open for two and a half days once. This episode of Reconcilable Differences is brought to you in part by Fortnite from Epic Games. You can learn more about this right now by going to fn.gg slash season six, season and numeral six. Hey, you know what? The new season of Fortnite is here, people. If you play Fortnite or you know anything at all about it, you know that the storyline evolves with every season and it's better than ever. Whether you're playing Battle Royale daily or hopping in for special events in Party Royale, the island changes with every development that gets thrown at us. Now the island has grown wild. So must you. Battle with wildlife and craft your weapons. Experience the Zero Crisis finale in-game now and pick up the Season 6 Battle Pass to run wild across primitive landscapes 
with Lara Croft, Teen Titans Raven, and Agent Jones. God, this sounds really cool. So, so what you do is you go to uh, fn.gg, just like it sounds, fn.gg slash season six. That's one word, season and numeral six, and you can go see it all. fn.gg slash season six. My kid is going to be so impressed that I'm on a podcast sponsored by Fortnite. I could really use the credibility. Our thanks to Fortnite for supporting Reconcilable Differences and all of Relay FM. So that's that's that so there's plenty for me to fret about. So should I take it as read that there could be somebody where if I was responsible about the silly season and rescheduling podcasts or doing whatever or you know going into syndication and reruns what what are the, I just want to make sure I know what the rules are so we play fair. I mean it sounds like that's something that you would definitely need for the for the vacation to be appealing. The rules are all I want to talk about because the rules all of these rules would have to exist in order for me to do a non-heroic mm-hmm. I'm not I mean I would have to have a <clears throat> truly heroic unhooking to say guess what you just want a prize and you get to go wherever you want in the continental United States you know, let's not make it weird, but let's say, okay, for $200, you can fly business class anywhere for a month and you get to go and it's paid for. And you're like, ha, 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 you know, like I, I would want so many weeks of preparation for that. Cause I don't know if I could, I'm not, I'm not proud of this. I don't think I could enjoy myself if I didn't feel like all of the demon dogs had someone watching them. Yeah. The, the mindset that I go into those things with is sort of like a toddler mindset where, or like a, a very young child homework mindset where it's like, well, that homework's not due till Friday, so it doesn't exist for me until Thursday night, right? right. So the idea that I go, I would go away, and you'd be like, but aren't you worried about your water heating heater exploding? And I'd be saying, do I own a house? Is like I would right. forget that I have a house. Like I would, I would say that's not today's problem. Like that's not my problem at all. What well, makes some of these rules so interesting? And you know, as usual, I'm more interested in talking about the rules than the game, but. But like, for example, like a, there's a lot of things I've introduced in my life in the last couple of years to try and uh, feel more healthy and whole. And a lot of it, you know, is what John Roderick might call a thought technology. But one of them is like, this is very important before I leave. I mean, I need to do what I can do and I need to do what, but what I'm really doing is trying to make, and this goes back to the vacation results stuff. I need to make myself ready to be a really fun person to be with on vacation. And that's not just to say like we do whatever the kid wants or we do whatever your family wants or whatever, even though there's no notice and we don't even know if we're going to get notice and we might go there, but who knows? Don't tell me that at four o'clock. Don't tell me that at four o'clock. That's when my brain is melting. And that's invariably when we find out that we might be something, we could be doing something at John's or maybe we'll go to Bonnie's. What's the food? What's the plan for food? Oh, I don't know. We'll do something. Ah, do I bring a swimsuit? Ah, you might as well. Ah, all of those things. Crazy making to me. And that's why I only ever want to talk about the rules, but I, 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 you know, I, I, the, the level that this appealed to me on was the like, corn related because it's you know in some ways we're, we haven't done a, a really like on topic corn thing in a while and i like the idea of revisiting this though because speaking of vacation results like let's say all this goes well you get to do the thing you'd like to do you get to as you say take a break like what are the performance characteristics that you're looking for what are the rules to get there and as i like to put it how how will you know if it's gone well 
you know, when it's done. So I'll quit dithering about all the things like who's going to let me know if the house blew up. Oh, sorry, to finish the loop. So one of the things I say to myself is like, if I did know that something bad has happened, what would I do? Like, what what could I do? And I don't want to be careless. I don't want to be cavalier. But like, I do think before you leave, in my case, I'm speaking to myself here, before, this can't be something I decide to adopt while we're waiting for the luggage at the thing. Like you, I think one must say to oneself, or I have to say to myself before I leave, here's the kinds of things I'm open to fussing about, or here's the kinds of voices in my head that I'm open to hearing from. And I do feel like for me, some measure of success for any break or vacation or family event is I have to set some rules for myself. And it's very important to me to, like you come upon this real, real honestly and organically, I have to kind of not make myself, but encourage myself to say, these are the kinds of things that are like, <laughs> not everything that happens in the world is an extinction level event. And it, you're crazy to imagine that it all is. And even, I'm, I know we're not supposed to say that, but like, it's not wholesome to keep assuming the worst will always happen the minute you get to do something nice. That's a terrible way to live. But I do feel like I need to, and so sometimes that'll just be like, like, honestly, John, I'm still screwed up from the time we went to that, that cool, um, you know, Airstream camping site in Yosemite. I, I'm still screwing myself up with how many notifications I turned off and never turned back on. Cause I went, I wiped the slate. I turned off everything. I, I have apps I don't even open anymore because I don't get the notification. Like Otter keeps reminding me, do you want to record this podcast? It's like, no, I don't. Do you want to record this TV show that's on tonight? No, Otter, stop trying to help. But on the other hand, like I had Gmail notifications off for so long and it pained me to realize how little blew up because I missed it. You know what I'm saying? So I think before I leave for any kind of a break or vacation, I have to set some rules and some guidelines and give myself a little bit of a pep talk of saying, look, the point of this is to go, you know, it'd be nice if you have fun, but it's really important your family have fun, especially your kid. And you need to be even more pliable than usual, possibly. And in order to get pliable fast, you need to go on vacation before you've left. You need to basically start being on vacation before you leave. You need to adopt the mindset. You need to like do whatever it takes to calm the hell down. Do you know what I mean? Like maybe you don't suffer from that, but for me, that's part of being able to enjoy it is this, this weird little like personal kabuki I have to do. Yeah. I feel like it, like the idealized state that I would encourage people to try to get to is, as I said, the sort of naive toddler level of irresponsibility that is mostly unattainable to adult people, but can be briefly attainable if you get yourself in the right zone, as in like, just like the, the way toddlers just believe everyone, will, people will take care of everything. They don't have to do anything. Someone else will take care of it. Even if they're mistaken, of course they're mistaken. They're toddlers. Like no one's going to take care of everything, but they don't feel any responsibility to deal with anything like that. If they make a mess somewhere, they will just leave it and never give it a second thought. Like they're not like, oh, who's going to clean up that mess in the kitchen? No toddler has ever thought that themselves <laughs> they don't, ever. They don't have trouble getting into nap time because they're fussing about whether all their the crust from their sandwich got cleaned up. Yeah, or just like just general worry, like the childlike lack of worries, right? Can we get back to that and regain that? Or like the the young child where you have worries about schoolwork, but you're able to like the weekend comes and you're able to forget school exists. Yeah, like not just forget that you have homework, not just say I'll worry about that another day, but well, just, especially like a three day weekend if you have like a mini jubilee when you're a kid, right? And like I got pretty close to your ability on at times like that. 
You know what I mean? Of like, if it's three Cause, days, cause three days seems so long when it's a proportionally yeah. larger portion of your life when you're 10 and you're Given like, well, that I don't you know. really have a job and my family is in a great position. It, it still, I still get melancholy on Saturday night realizing there's only, <laughs> the you know, yeah, one, one more sleep before. Weekend. Yeah. I, it's not yeah. like Sunday scaries full on millennial panic, but mm-hmm. it is like, Oh God, another one of these. Can we just always have, can we just go to three day weekends from now on everybody? Can we just do that? I realize that's going to be better for some people from than others, but like, can't we just start taking off Fridays or Mondays? And and the corn angle, as you noted, is like uh, we both recognize how good we both have it in the grand scheme of things during this red. quarantine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, everyone has their limits. I mean, with quarantine or no quarantine, I always find my one summer vacation allowed a really important release valve for my year, and you know quadruply so in this weird year not so much because i can't stand being in the house all the time because that's kind of my element but everyone else is here with me which is not yes. my element. <laughs> yes when can i run room mapping on the roomba if you people never leave you're always right. bitching about the sound of the roomba well, well i constantly. love rosie and i'm trying to help her she's trying to help me and if you never leave also what am i going to season my pans what's that smell it's the pans <laughs> that you people never clean trying to save the pans and train rosie yeah, the, late, the latest quarantine, the latest quarantine nuance is now that both of my kids are back part time to school for their weird, ill-advised hybrid thing. Yeah, as I'm going back and forth at school. Like I was trying to count up how many times I go on certain days because their schedules are all weird. Let me oh, let me no. just do the count up. Um, let's see, pick up, uh, pick up. So you've got at least drop two off, round trips and up. maybe more. I I don't do all of them myself. My wife does one of the early drop offs on her way to work, and then I do the second drop off, and then I do okay, the first pick up and the second pick up, then I do the drop off back for track practice, and then sometimes the pick up after, and it just seems like a lot of going to the school in a single day. Yep. No, I get it. I can't believe it's been a year. I can't believe it's been a year. I would always pace outside the fence at my kid's school, and oddly enough, because it was, I mean, like certain days, I remember like there's like the um that slate series that did the two-pack uh series did the monica Lewinsky series like and i would just always be listening to my like afternoon podcast waiting that's been a year john isn't that crazy yeah yeah and and the sort of the the light at the end of the tunnel the vaccine light at the end of the tunnel is the debate about what we're doing this summer and mm. how that's going to work out we still don't <laughs> even know it's one year ago this week that we were still thinking i wonder if we should go ahead and do our spring trip to disneyland mm-hmm mm-hmm and now, and now we're, so last last summer there was no Long Island thing, right? This summer there is going to be one with mostly vaccinated people there in theory. Uh the my parents luckily are both vaccinated now. Double dose. They both get both already. Yep, so they're all Oh, congratulations. They're all That's great news. I'm glad your right. parents will get it. But there's a bunch of people in our family who are just under the age you're allowed to get vaccinated or younger. We have a bunch of teens and younger teens and they can't get vaccinated. Mm-hmm. And obviously I'm not vaccinated yet and neither is my wife. And so it's like what <laughs> scheduling wise for a summer vacation, it's like, well, if all the adults are vaccinated, can yeah, we get together fun. then? Or should we not? Or, you know, I what's bet, the- I, that's a, that's a judgment call. I feel like, I mean, you know me, I love to be super conservative about this, but maybe the prospect of schools opening someday has opened my heart, but the science so far seems to say that you might be okay. Yeah, I, 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 we have, it's on, we have no firm plans yet, right? So we don't know what's going to, because, because the thing is, oh yeah, in theory we'll all be vaccinated, but I don't, who knows how. Well, what about the, what about the, um, you know, the, whatever it's called, the mutation, you know? 
Yeah, yeah, there's that. And 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 the idea that both my kids are going to school two days a week and, you know, right, oh, they're wearing masks and whatever, but like just the giant petri dish in yes. there. So, cuz cuz like, like at least up till now the the thing has always been like before if you're going to do Thanksgiving like an idiot, like you should get tested and spend two weeks in quarantine and get tested again and keep getting tested and, and tested. Nobody and did that. <laughs> nobody did that. Oh, what a hassle. No. No, I mean, and that's, you know, that's part of the thing, too, in it's terms nice of, like... You can a, go a, into it knowing it's Grandma's last Thanksgiving. That must be a nice feeling. Yeah, if I, if I go out of state, uh, you know, in theory, my wife, she goes out of state, has to quarantine before she's allowed to go back to work. Uh, I think according to current rules, although who knows what the rules will be by this summer about that. That's why we went to the Cape last year, because it's within the state, and we didn't have to quarantine when we oh, went there. Oh, okay. Like, you know, we didn't have to quarantine when we came back for 14 days before we could return to work. You know Got what it. I mean? Okay. Oh, okay. That's... That's good. So that that's why you didn't go to Long Island. Yeah, but this year Long Island is potentially on the table, depending on how vaccinations. Oh, you're go. hoping we have a new camera by then. That's a whole separate thing. I'm, you should I'm, get a new I'm, camera and go to Long Island. Do it. Take a I'm, break. Go upstate. I want them to release the Canon R4, so I can decide whether I'm going to buy the R4 or the 6600 or the 7C. And you need some clarity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just I need the I need to know what the R four is before I can decide because I know the R four is coming and I'm not going to buy something right before the R four comes out. It's a bad time so, to buy. So I mean, not, not only are all of these things to me, but probably just me, but all of the things we're talking about here that seem off topic. Well, just answer the question. Why don't you take a break? Well, let me tell you. How long do you have? Here's why I'm not taking a break. So when when I'm sound like I'm trying to be pedantic about the rules of this simulation, well. That's if you're, then you're not listening because that's exactly the problem. The problem is that personally, emotionally, there's a certain set of things that will make it less difficult for me to do a good job of this. But then there's also just a lot of other stuff. I mean, again, this echoes a conversation I had with my beloved mother recently (sighs) where I was just like, well, don't you care about the people around you? Like, don't like it. Like, like, (laughs) don't ask all people that. So you, you heard this on the DBF after show probably, but you know, in that rather fraught call, I found myself just being terrible to my mom just because I was just so goddamn mad. I was like, what do you mean you're not going to get the vaccine? And, and then I was like, well, what if I made Emma sick and she died? Would that make me a good person? I was like, think about that. Like, think about the people that you love, that you're going to go to all these outs, these inside events with and stuff. It's like, you don't let that one news network fry your brain. You've got to do this. Even if you don't care about you, which I wish you would, like, don't you care about other people? I mean, are you, are you that medieval that you actually don't think this thing is real and you with all of these pre-existing conditions can just skate through this and you'll be fine? No, people will die around you and possibly you. And that, that's not necessary. You've lived this long. You stopped smoking cigarettes in 1991. You owe it to yourself to stay alive and not kill your friends. I think all these things matter. All these rules, all these codicils, all these let me get a calling from the the judges about this. That's the point. The point is there is nothing simple about taking a break right now. Did I miss that after show? I thought I was caught up on Dubai. No, I didn't. Right there. Don't worry. Don't worry. I, 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 really, I honestly literally don't, I literally don't care. I behind that episode. I didn't even realize. Now you just spoiled it for me. No, I think the the danger. Like you're what I, you're saying. I, I I did that. I ruined that for you because you haven't listened to the show. I ruined yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I I thought I was caught up, but but uh, new one snuck in. Also, did you know that in The Sixth Sense, Kevin Spacey uh, was uh, Kaiser Associate the whole time? Mm, yes, I know not. Uh, minor correction. I kept saying, man, well, I, I don't know what I was saying for the for the Sony camera that I'm waiting for. It's A7 4, not R4. Don't A7 4. Uh, their small names are terrible. It's anyway, an A7 suspended 4. 
Yeah. It's it, it's capital A, numeral seven, Roman numeral four. My daughter and I, on the way back from the cafe this morning, we're talking about Apple's problems with the number 10. Mm-hmm. And I, even me trying to explain Apple's problematic history with the number 10, I sounded insane. By right. the time I was done describing the OS final 10. Cut, it's like, forget it. <laughs> well, but like OS 10, which is no longer OS 10, but then you've got 10, but then you've got the phone. So they skip 10 on the phone. But they then also you've got OS 10, but th- well, but then you've also got, because she asked me what kind of phone I have. I said, I have an iPhone. I said, I have an iPhone <laughs> Max Pro Max. I said, which is a terrible name, but not nearly their most terrible name. And I said, there was a point where then they had the, you had OS 10, which you've reminded me does not have a space in it. But then they also had the, oh God, what was the one I was just thinking of? They did the... um there was the OS's and the phone. There was a phone where they skipped the generation. Now OS then, 10 has a space in it. OS space. It does. It does have a space yeah. in it. Yes, yes, yes. But anyway, uh, sorry, I'm getting off topic. Uh, um, sorry, circling back to you uh, talking about your mother, even though I haven't heard that after show, I totally, uh, it sounds very familiar to me and I feel like I fall into the same trap, which is when advi- talking about I, I, things, Advice I would never give to anybody else, yell at your 80-something-year-old yeah, mother. Yeah, exactly. I do right? things so, with but, my family I would never do with anybody else because I'm not yes, a monster. Right, right. Because, because like, I, I, I found myself doing this with my parents shortly after I sort of became an adult and left home, is that you're so familiar with your parents, it's so easy to immediately be entirely familiar and angry with them. You regress. You immediately regress. Everybody, I mean, like, and for me, like, I, you can speak for yourself, being around my mom makes me 14. It was true mm-hmm. when I was 17. It was true when I was 25. It was true the day of my, both of my weddings. <laughs> At every step along the way, I'm always a few, teaching my mom how to do a screenshot because she didn't know how to do a screenshot. Teaching her when I say top button and she is not telling me she's holding it in landscape mode. Mm-hmm. And I, I said, top button is what Apple calls it. It's called a top button. She said, but I don't have a top button. I said, left button called top button. And I'm like, your mother, your mother who had several miscarriages before you were born to her at the age of 30 and she loved you more than anything in the world. You're yelling at her about a button on a computer mm-hmm. and telling her, don't let Fox News rot your brain. Who says things like that? I'm a 54 year old man. Yeah. And in my case, it's like that I, you know, it's the familiarity, right? The, it's the old patterns, which is what you're getting at of like sort of regressing into that. Thing. All it takes, it could, it, could, it could be a sentence, but it could be a tone of voice. A tone of voice triggers you. Do you know what I mean? Like just a certain sound, you're like, oh, and then you're like, all of a sudden you're 14. Yeah. And, and for me, it's also expectations and that, you know, I expect my parents to be better than that because you'd put them <laughs> on a pedestal as the people who yes. raised you. And when they say something completely regressive, you're like, what? Like, like, you know, I, I remember yelling at them about, I don't know, like topics that is like, are you the if same we, If people? we legalize Who? gay marriage, people will be able to marry their yeah, dog. Yeah, yeah. Well, I well, mean- hi, I'm 14 you, now. What? And then you, and so you get into this mode where you're just going to yell at them, like you said, which is counterproductive, whereas the mode you should actually be, mode with a, with a, with a person you are, who is not your parent, you would be, at the very least be like- I would try to be persuasive. Polite. I would try to be persuasive. I would think about like talking to her like about what, friends like of hers who did get it, them. who did get it and how it went. Right. right. Something like, like, persuasive. It's like what I was saying about politics. You know, there's there is the argument and then there is what you have to say to make people do the thing that you want. 
and it very often there's no connection between them. Sometimes what you have to say to make the people do the thing yeah. that you want to persuade them has no bearing. On if you, it just because you quote unquote won the argument will have no impact on whether they decide to even learn how to get vaccinated. Right. So you can't you can't actually tell them why they should get vaccinated because that will have no effect and be totally unpersuasive. In fact, be counterproductive. You have to figure out no. like what you really have to do is and talk to the, them about uh, what's it called the blowback effect or whatever it's called. Right. The, but you, and like the thing that you actually have to talk to them about is like how cheese is made or something. You're like, what? I have to tell them how cheese is made and that's going to make them get vaccinated. It's like, listen, yes, it's a roundabout route. You don't understand the mechanism, but I guarantee if you talk to them about how vaccines are effective, you will never get them to be vaccinated. And all you want to do with your own mother is say, give the actual argument because you have faith that they're going to understand because you're angry that they don't because you expect them to be better. That's like trying to advance sexually with a partner by like talking about evolution. Mm-hmm. Like it's probably, unless you found somebody very special, that's probably not going to be good. Look, we're running long. Take a break. What are we doing here? Yeah. Okay. We should we should take a break and then uh, resume. Oh, no, no, no. I'm sorry. I apologize. I just meant to say we've been, we didn't actually talk about taking a break. We did. That's all we talked about. This episode of Reconcilable Differences is brought to you by Burrow. You can learn more about Burrow right now by visiting burrow.com slash diffs, B-U-R-R-O-W.com slash diffs. Here's here's a a, a true fact stated. Furniture shopping can be really stressful. Brother, tell me about it. Uh, Okay, here's the deal. The couch that I have in my office now, no spoilers, the couch that is at my office right now is older than I am, okay? When we got our Burrow couch, which I'll come back to in a sec, okay, I inherited, well, it's, it's a couch that, that I bought with my ex-wife in, in the 90s. And it's older than me, okay? I'm born in November. It was born in May. It's super gross. That's the couch that we've had. You know, that's the way an inheritance works. You don't get to pick your friends. You don't get to you know, pick your inheritance. But, but we had that couch forever. Did we want that couch? No. Nobody wants an ex-wife couch. But also, it's a real pain in the butt to find a couch. So we've had a shared note, my lady friend and I, for years, capturing couches that we find on the internet and we never liked any of them. We'd spend a whole freaking weekend looking at couches. It's the worst. I, I'm sorry to go on about this, but it was very emotional for me. You know, it, it's you sit on it. You know, your butt's on there so much. Turns out, I, I said to my lady friend, you know, uh, there's this thing I heard about called Burrow, and we should check that out. And you know, she said, turns out, she's had that on her list for years. Long story short, we ended up buying a Burrow before they were a sponsor using my own money. Okay? So anyway, this is podcast. It's really supported by Burrow. And it's a furniture company that's designing smarter, simpler things for modern life at home. That's what it says right here. And they built the company from the ground up to address the biggest frustrations with the furniture industry. Okay? In four short years, their innovative furniture has won awards like Time's 50 Best Inventions. Mm, They invented the couch. That's cool. And a place in thousands of homes across the country, including uh, my family's home, where I live also. I mean, for now, (laughs) nothing's permanent, but it's a great couch. See, with Burrow, you get to enjoy a modern shopping experience instead of those warehouse stores and high-pressure showrooms. You know all the pressure that you get in a showroom? It's, it's like the barometrically extremely high. And they got, the, they got a clean, easy-to-use website. You create and customize your own furniture, you know, right, right from your own home. And if I may add, for your own home, okay? You're going to save an average of $100 on a big item like a couch because every single order, no matter how big or small, includes fast, free shipping. You know, they get fabrics that are stain-resistant, pet-friendly rugs. You know, please be nice to the pets. You know, and if you ever need help, they got world-class service and support, which is nice. And they're there for every step of the way, from picking out a color to expanding your couch down the road. 
you know? So so could you please go check them out? You go to burrow.com slash diffs. That's D-A-F-F-S B-U-R-R-O-W dot com slash diffs. Now, when you do that, you're going to get $75 off your first order, right? Burrow.com slash diffs, $75 off, uh, you know, of your order. It, it's a good gig. And, you know, it's set your inheritance aside and get a decent couch, please. Your family deserves it. I hope. Our thanks to Burrow for supporting Reconcilable Differences and all of Relay FM. I struggle with the big rocks, uh, and I'm not proud of the big rocks, but I have to say, and you know, here's the thing. Okay, I, I don't know about a month, but like, I could take a real good, you know what I want, John, right now? So I sent you photos from that place. So long story short, there's these, this series, this, uh, what would you call it? Like a franchise, not a franchise, but like this company that basically takes Airstream trailers and they have a special relationship with Airstream where they like, you basically go and you rent an Airstream and you stay in it. And we did that at Yosemite and it was amazing, except for the fact that it was extremely hot and the poor Airstream couldn't keep up. But like, uh, John, I can't tell you what I would give for a Jubilee, a mini Jubilee, like three days in an Airstream trailer. Like I would just... I would kill for that right now. I don't know about three weeks or a month, but like, because also I don't know how much bioavailable vacation I have in me. Like, I don't know if three weeks is three times better than one week. And I don't know, I'm not even sure that one week is better than three days. But, and I have more to say about this, believe it or not, but you, jump in. Yeah, I'm I'm still mostly just mulling this. Like I'm 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 mulling my level of burnout, trying to assess it, uh, in, big picture, not even just quarantine and COVID stuff. But like, if you if you want to if you if you want your the second half of your second act to be different in a way you hadn't thought about, now's the time to think about that in general. Yeah, or like or maybe like I'm saying like is do I just need a fairly long press on the reset button? Um, a hard or, reboot. <laughs> yeah. Is it, yeah. Is it bigger than that or yeah. is it smaller than that? You know, just like the vaccine rolling around is making me think in a different way. Like I was in one mindset sort of in it for the long haul. And now it's like getting near getting near to some sort of change at the very least, if not an end, uh, which is, you know, in some ways more more stressful than uh than being in this the sort of camel mindset of like i'm i'm hunkering down and we're just going to do this now there's a light at the end of the tunnel of some kind mm-hmm. and now it's just like it's like the uh, the cop movie where you're two weeks to retirement you're allowed to think about things like this now in a way that seemed mm-hmm. and and not only allowed to think about it but like it's response feels responsible to think about it right well, yeah like exactly like that it would be if like you're gonna need to think about this at some point well, I mean, like, you know what, also you're teasing out this this pattern, this bigger pattern that's worth looking at, which is, these are not words that I have uttered, but up until now, we've been, all of my, as they like to say on MSNBC, all of my priors on COVID have tragically been proven true over and over, which has not been as satisfying as it sounds. It just kept getting worse and worse. And you know what, now it's not getting worse and there's a case to be made for things are getting better, which is amazing. Um, so maybe someday my kid will get to have school. Like there's all kinds of things, but something I've wondered about all along is coming. So we've gone down that big dip and now hopefully, and now we're going to be hopefully moving up in some ways, this might be as hard. And this will lead to a topic I want to talk about another time that you probably saw in notes. Like what are the, some of the lessons of corn? But I, I think in some ways getting back into things might be tons more complicated than getting out of things. 
because February and March, everybody's a little skeptical. By April, that's when people, and this is when you and I talked about this, Roderick and I talked about this, everybody was being really cool with each other, right? Mostly like, hey, I understand. Like, you know, doing this thing, you're dealing with this. Everybody was dealing with this. There's nobody who wasn't dealing with this. And if, you know, if somebody was going to be a jerk with you about what was happening in March and April, like maybe they're not your friends, Lisa. So, you know what I mean? Like, but, but that we had a downhill empathy tailwind. And now we're going to have a weird, tons more complicated headwind where we're going to get into, like, you thought turning it off was hard. Well, let me tell you, buddy, turning off multivariate related things is nothing compared to turning it back on. Turning it back on, do you know what I'm saying? Turning it on is going to be so much more complicated because, well, well, when we were turning it off, everybody was moving in the direction of, yeah, well, it's all kind of shutting down anyway. We could do it a day earlier. Turning back on, woof. It's going to be so much more difficult. So we're not really just talking about take a break and vacation. We're also talking about like, how do we get our, how do I get my mind right for getting back into whatever comes next? If I'm ready to stop being gloomy Gus for the rest of my life, like how do I make more sane decisions? How do I allocate resources? I mean, am I overstating this? Don't you think it's going to be kind of crazy? I, I, I think you're right, but I'm more optimistic. I, what you're describing, I totally think is going to happen, but I'm more optimistic on our ability to get over that particular hump. I've been envisioning the uh, the sort of best case scenario of uh, of restoration of some version of normalcy as being uh, the modern equivalent of the roaring 20s once people can finally go back to restaurants. After yeah. we get over the hump you're just describing, because that's going to yes. be a real thing. You're totally right. But I feel like we will be well motivated to somehow get over that because on the other side of it is going to be, I mean, in the same way you feel. We're, every, so, we're so close, we're on the cusp. Yeah. yeah, and the same way you feel like every spring in a place that has winter, the people are just, uh, not inexplicably, but unexpectedly jubilant just to be outdoors on the first one or two nice days after winter. And you, it's just like this buzz in the air of like, can you believe we're outside? The first time you go outside and it's like you have a sweater, but it smells like clean laundry. Like that's, right. It, you're, that, can you like believe how, we're wearing I, You're shorts? not human if you don't love that. Right. And and I feel like the timing of, I mean, the timing doesn't exactly work. This is assuming we don't have new strains and total regression no, and just understood, repeat understood. And yeah. all the other stuff. And restarting everything is going to be a super giant pain, but I feel like we are all well motivated to figure out how to make that happen because people just want to go to restaurants and the movies again. I, I hope so. I, I really do. I really do hope so. Um, yeah. Last thing on this for me, because um, I was trying to think about, and this does relate to the retirement topic, I feel like. I'm trying to think about like, you know, and not to over like complicate this, but the performance characteristics of what I, what I, what I want <laughs> from a break and what I can expect from a break. And it's, it, there's one of these that just keeps not sticking in my craw, but I just keep rereading this one line and thinking about it, uh, the hour, the whatever that we've been doing this, which is that like, uh, how do I put this? So to me, one of the benefits of va vacation, yeah, sure. Blah, blah, blah. I want my family to be happy. Uh, we'll hear back about what's happening with ice cream at seven tonight at by four 30, maybe Ugh. all that stuff. But like, to me, the, 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 the thing I like, I feel like there's two parts about a vacation. Maybe that to me, um, characterize what makes a vacation a vacation. And ideally like without, without both of these, it's rarely going to be a great vacation. And I would like to know, so here's, here's, I'm going to toss out a couple things and I'll probably think of a third knowing me. Toss out a couple things. You tell me how this compares to your idea. I think for something to be a vacation, this is very obvious. Number one, 
it has to be a change of a change of scenery. It has to be a different place, right? And we'll get to behavior in a minute, but I think number one, for something to be a vacation as opposed to a staycation or whatever you want to call it, or a day off, well, a day off, like you're still at your house, you're still doing whatever, right? Mostly you're still very much obviously behaviorally in the swing, but like, I feel like for a vacation to be a vacation, you kind of have to go somewhere. You have to go somewhere different. It could be, you know, you can think about like, like obviously if you go somewhere different geographically, even excluding, you know, um, plane travel, like us going to Yosemite, well, Yosemite was a lot warmer than where we are now. Like, you know, if we go to the Russian river, that's going to be a certain temperature. If we go to, you know, wherever, right. There's going to be a change of location. There's going to be something different. And even excluding my, my much more important second part, the first part is I think you do have to go somewhere and it could, in your case, like how would I describe you? Uh, You're going somewhere that's novel, but familiar. Like Long Island is special to you. It's novel. But it's also it's familiar, but it's different, right? So number one, yeah, that's a, that's a, for me. It's a, ideally I'm going to a place that I enjoy that I have been before. That's the idea. If I go somewhere different because I have to, I don't think that's a vacation. If it's I have, a, yeah, but right, yeah. but John, but the other thing is, regardless of whether I go somewhere, like if I stay at home but still have, and this is my second part is obligations. That's not a vacation. It's got to have both. It's got to be somewhere outside of my day to day. And then here's the second part, which I think is crazy important, is that people are not allowed to expect things of me. And like, I have accepted that. I think this is so important. It's one thing to say like intellectually, oh, I'm on vacation. Well, how many bros on vacation are looking at their phone the whole time because they still want, they want to know if they got a star or something like that. Or they're worried that like, in your case, your dragon escaped for the evening. You know what I'm saying? So you got to go to me, a vacation is you go somewhere, but then also this is so subtle, but like there's, there's people are not allowed to expect things of me there or back home. And then just as importantly, I have internalized that I've internalized. I would, I would, if I had to defend that line to say, this is the time I did the things that I needed to do. And you're not allowed to expect things of me while I'm away. Me vacation is some kind of change in, in the scenery. And then obviously that also can be things like, you know what, my family loves room service. Like, you know, <laughs> that's different. We don't have to do our own, you know, uh, like at home we're doing laundry, we're taking out the trash, we're doing all those things. Somewhere there's a change of scenery, but then also very related to that, a change of expectations and my acceptance that that change of expectations is something I will defend. I'm on the same page with you on those things. The only thing I was add is a qualifier to every one of them that says, dot, 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 from my old life. Because I know there will be responsibilities. And in fact, I may have to, have to do laundry. That's maybe I have to really, change a baby's really diaper. Good, actually. But yeah. all yeah, those yeah. things, I, there's you can't expect anything from me from my old life. I don't have any responsibilities from my old life. I do have responsibilities in my new life. And you may have expectations of me in my new life as the person who lives at the beach. Oh, yeah. Like it's expected that I will be the guy who goes and does the grill. Guess yeah, what? Exactly. I'm, that, I'm that's so my new looking life. forward to being the guy who does mm-hmm. the grill. Every night at the uh, at the at the camper, I improved my steak technique every night, and it felt great. And I still got to do projects because I got to be the ice professor for trying to find the most efficient way to make our Yeti new Yeti cooler work. I can still be who I am. I don't have to go cosplay that I'm somebody else. But, that, but that's all from your new life. Your new life as a person who lives in an Airstream trailer. Your old life when you used to live in San projects. Francisco and have a job. <laughs> yes. that's a, 
you know, that, that's that's the distinction I draw that you are literally this is literally a new life. It's like, well, I'm never going back to that house. It has burned down behind me. I've forgotten that it exists. This is my new life in this trailer. <laughs> I had I had uh, I had my hair braided in Jamaica at sandals and now I'm different. This is me now.